This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. Two million adults. Michigan has more than two million adults over the age of 60. Nearly 25% of the state's population. Michiganders 85 years of age and older remain the fastest growing age group in our state. 37% of Michigan residents are 50 years of age or older. Our best data indicates to us at least 350,000 of these 2 million are struggling with being food insecure struggling to have consistent access to the healthy nutritional food that they both want and need. And since COVID, the Food Bank Council and our member food banks have made consistent and determined effort to reach this segment of our population, the fastest growing portion of our population, our elderly. Across America, 10,000 people turn 65 years of age every day. It was the Spanish-born American philosopher George Santayana who challenged us to look back at history so we are not condemned to repeat their same mistakes. When looking backwards to move forwards, I think we can all benefit from an occasional glance in the rearview mirror. The Romans, the Greeks, the Persians all dominated the known world at their time with both acquisition and philosophical thought. They each perished as the dominant force on the planet, but many lessons are learned about endurance, sustainability, and survivorship, but one fault seemingly all past empires share is how they treated or failed to treat their elderly. The medical practice of care for the elderly comes from the Greek word geron for both geriatrics and gerontology. It was in the ancient Greece where the practice of caring for elderly became a contractual obligation of the children that was enforced by the government. Great philosophers have tried to lift the value of the elderly to us for centuries. Cicero tells the story in his writings of an elderly man walking into a theater in Greece He walked down the right side looking for a seat, and not one Athenian stood to offer him a chair. As he approached the left side, filled with Spartans, every one of them stood and offered him their chair. Cicero stated, knowing to do good and not doing it is worse than being ignorant. Another great philosopher said, more succinctly, when he shared, to him that knoweth to do good and does not do it, to him it is wrong. Caring, honoring, listening to our elders in our life, making the effort to check on them, drive them, help them, include them, be with them, all is not only good religion, it is, according to the Greeks, good citizenship. And helping those will help ensure that their stories are told from generation to to generation, and honoring our elderly, we prove our worth as a nation. A person who has dedicated her life to the care and help of the elderly is the founder and leader of the organization Next Steps for Seniors. Wendy Jones offers help 
often filling in the gaps of the government and families on behalf of Michigan's elderly population. She's Wendy Jones, and she joins Jerry Brisson and me next on this edition of Food First Michigan. back everyone thanks for joining us here on wjr and food first michigan jerry person is in the studio with me here jerry great to see you on the eighth floor of wjr in the fisher building i love it when the trees go up in the fisher building it is so beautiful Ah. just walking by was like oh my gosh the here we are right in one of the most beautiful buildings in the whole area it really is stunning it's great. It's great to see you. And as promised, without delay, Wendy Jones is with us. She is the founder and the CEO for Next Steps for Seniors. And uh, this is a little reciprocal because I got to do your podcast with you, and here you are with us on our show that eventually turns into a podcast as well. So, Wendy, welcome to Food First Michigan. Thank you. Thank you. It is so great to be here with you two amazing gentlemen. And yes, uh, you were on my program, which is also exciting because we get to talk about seniors and how seniors can be affected and what we can do to make a difference in their lives. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. So let's just dive into the deep end of the pool here. And Wendy, tell us a little bit, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell a little bit why you do this work. Well, I have a passion for our sweet seniors in our community. And, you know, I've been in the industry for many years in the healthcare industry. And I think my heart has just been drawn to families. And we're about to have more seniors than ever before in history in our country right. in a few short years because all of our baby boomers are going to be over 65. So, what comes with that? is an urgency, right? Mm. There's things that are happening in our country, in our community that we need to fill the gap for. So my personal, my personal desire is to help those seniors that don't have other people to help them. Mm. And the reason being is because there's a lot of government and state programs out there for our low income seniors, like that are on Medicaid and that type of thing. And then those that have funds, they're blessed because there's a lot of options for them as well. But it's the people in the middle. I call it the forgotten middle. Mm. There's a large group of seniors. And again, that group is growing, like I mentioned, Mm. that really are kind of getting missed because they make just too much to be on the Medicaid programs or the state-funded programs and not enough to afford it. So that's my passion. I want to bridge that financial gap for those seniors because I care about them. And food insecurity is a huge piece of that. It sure is. So what drove that passion? How How did you get there where this became your passion? That is such a great question. I remember... I said it, yes. I got to tell you, when I was in college, I used to visit my grandparents every single week. So I've always had a passion. I think seniors are so wise and knowledgeable, and there's so much to learn from them. So it just, I've always paid attention. I've always wanted to know about more about them, about their lives, what they do. And so it's just, it's in me. It's all about seniors. And as you, now you've been at this work for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So as you think about where things were, where things are, and where things are going, how do you see your business filling the gap? So, yes, very good question. 
as we age, and I like to have these conversations. Nobody else likes to talk about this stuff, but I love it. So as we age, things start happening, right? And you may end, you may fall, break a hip, break your back. I've got stories of people that were taking out their Christmas decorations, fell off the ladder, and ended in the hospital. Just This just happened yesterday. I got a phone call. So what we do as, as a business is when they're in the hospital, they would call us and they would say, okay, what do I do next? I don't know what to do. And that's why the company is called Next Steps for Seniors, because we'll help you with that next step. So whether it's going to rehab, whether it's going to a respite facility for a couple months, like an assisted living, or whether it's going home with home care, whatever those options are, they make one phone call to our office and we can help them with all of that. So you're the navigator. We are the navigator. We're right there with them. We're in the trenches. We're walking arm in arm with them and literally many times carrying them through the process. And I imagine you have all the staff and money you need and you're just uh, you're just cranking through all the calls that come and there's no issues. Or wait a minute, maybe that's not quite right. How does it work? They're so as you say, it's a growing group and navigating these systems is is complicated, right? Not just the healthcare, but all of the other things that people might need, especially those folks that are in between qualifying for aid and having enough money for themselves. So they've got choices to make. Right. Mm-hmm. So so how do you manage the 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 opportunity, I guess, is the right way to say for the work. So our goal is really to get as many people involved in this mission as we possibly can, whether it's volunteers. We have a whole team of volunteers. We have an amazing person that runs our volunteer coordinators. We have donors. We get grants. Um, we just got a grant for our nurse navigator position. And this nurse navigator is is really the hands and feet. She's in there talking to these patients every day. So we're doing a special Christmas program right now, Sponsor a Senior. We're giving thousands of people a $10 gift card from Meyer. So we have these little things, you know, we want to involve the community. People want to give back and they want to help our seniors. So we do have a lot of opportunities for people to step in and bridge the gap with us. Even when we think about food insecurity, um, as people get older, and their income isn't changing, but their health needs are changing, right? So they're spending more every month just to manage whatever health care issues they might have. And one of the things we know for sure is that many of them are taking prescriptions that say take with food, right? It's a huge mm-hmm. percentage of prescriptions that that you can or should take with food. And yet the system doesn't account for whether they have food or not. So now they have medication that requires that their diet be a certain way, right? But they actually don't have the support in place so that they can actually have that food. And it's one of the, when we talk about food as medicine, it's one of the big issues we mm-hmm. talk about, especially as we work and, and try to get more access to the senior population who has these issues. And I will say, in many cases, they're the people that will be the last in line because they feel like someone else deserves it more than they do. Right. You know, yes, so it is. So it is. And when you talk about the stories, we are right in that place, too. We love getting to know the people we serve. Yeah. Right? Because they're amazing. Right. I have a, I have a good story, if I can share it, of, of, of a gentleman who uh, was taking care of his parents and both of his parents passed and he ended up having a stroke. So he was actually living in his car. Fast forward a few years after his parents, you know, lost the house and 
So he's living in his car with a stroke in the month of February. Now, we all know how cold that is. He was barely finding food. I mean, it was awful. So we got a call from a local, it's the neighborhood house, a local community-based program that does food like, I think, the food pantry. So they called us and said, can you help this gentleman? Well, we were able to get him from his car into a safe community within 24 hours. Wow. And he has three, he calls it three squares. Wendy, I've got three squares. <laughs> He's so happy to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we just delivered a poinsettia for him for Christmas because he doesn't have children. He doesn't have family. But these are the types of people that we really want to touch and make a difference in their lives. But exactly, not only he didn't even have a place to live or food. But it's concerning, and that's why I love what I do. Pretty hard to take care of your health if you don't have those basic needs, isn't it? Right. we got to fill the basic needs so we can get to the spiritual needs. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So Maslow would agree with both of you, I think. <laughs> you got to take care of those basic needs in order to be able to actualize yourself and think about what what else could be, right? And so just to throw a few facts. You know, I guess either fact checks, I guess, from the conversation. It's 70 percent of all prescriptions, according to the Michigan Pharmacists Association, 40 percent say take with food and 30 percent say you should. So up to 70 percent of all prescriptions written in Michigan say you sh- you should take with food. Um, and then the other thing, when you're talking about the clients, the people that you're serving, Wendy, these folks are are navigating having to make business decisions for themselves. And I think that, you know, those are, it's a critical service to walk in. I would define a friend as someone who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. And it seems like that's what Next Steps for Seniors is doing to help people navigate very difficult and hard um, business decisions on, on their health care and their future and their housing and access to what they would need and yes jerry did get a um great question uh could have gotten actually two there but you know (laughs) that's that's a topic for uh you know after the show so wendy jones is with us today she is the founder and the ceo for next steps for seniors we're going to hear a little bit more about that actually a lot more about it in our next segment, we, we want you to come back and be with us. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're all three back with you in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being with us. Wendy Jones, CEO and founder of Next Steps for Seniors, which there are really two parts of this, uh, Wendy, that you talked a little bit about in the last segment, but we want you to really kind of break that out for us in the next segment. And Jerry Brisson, the riveting conversationalist that he is, <laughs> um, who, you know, is uh, the great questioner. And I I bow to you on that. <laughs> I bow to you on that. So... It's it's great to have you, Wendy, with us. And um, food insecurity. Um, I, after learning more about your business and the 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 needs that you meet, both on both sides of the coin, the ones who have some resources, the one who have very little or few resources. Um, 
they are they are not only making business decisions, but it seems that your office, your work is overwhelmed with opportunity because of this growing population mm-hmm. on both sides of the coin. Those with resources that still need help right. and those who don't have the resources that others might have. So break that out for us a little bit. Next steps for seniors, mm-hmm. really two different. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Great question. <laughs> so and next steps for seniors, the business, the LLC, educates families advocates for seniors and promotes independence. That's our vision. And we are the people that will step in the gap and help you navigate. So it's very overwhelming when you're driving to the hospital going, what am I going to do? What's next? You can just make one phone call to our office and we're able to assign a personal placement specialist to work with that family to whatever options they want, but we've got them all for you. We've got databases, we visit all these communities, we know everything about them, we know pricing, we know places. So it's so overwhelming because you don't know what to do. You can make one phone call and we can answer everything for you. So that's a blessing. My team is fantastic. They're called placement specialists and they're assigned one placement specialist to each family. So you've got like a personal concierge, so to speak, that walks with you through the process. It's priceless. And they'll go on tours with you. I mean, we have the knowledge base. My team, we've got social workers, nurses, people that have ran assisted living buildings. They're all on my team, and I'm very blessed to have them. So the difference then, obviously, you can imagine how difficult it is to find the right place to know and have the confidence that your loved one's being cared for. It's like dropping your kindergartner off at, at, you know, in kindergarten and walking away going, oh, I hope they're going to make it through the day. <laughs> it's the same feeling. You're dropping mm. your your amazing parent or loved one off going, are they going to be okay? So that's the business side, right? We help you with that process. And now imagine, so let's say you just paid $8,000 to move into a gorgeous community in a beautiful area and your loved one's being well cared for. Now, take away the children, take away the $8,000, take away the beautiful area, and now what does that person do? And that's why I started the foundation. And that's called Next Steps for Seniors Foundation Foundation Mm. at the back of that. And the reason I started that is because after a few short years of doing the business, and we get hundreds of calls a month, when I started realizing people were like, wait a second, I want all the things you offer, but we don't have any money. That's when I started the foundation because they kept saying, well, what do people do? And I was like, well, there isn't a whole lot out there. And therein lies the problem. <clears throat> right. So the this forgotten middle seniors is what the Next Steps for Seniors Foundation does. And the vision there is to support financially, assist physically, and share spiritually. So we want to meet those basic needs like, you, like we're all talking about today, the food, the housing. We can't even get past anything until we meet those needs. And that's the goal of the foundation. Yeah, it's such a cascading um, situation as people get older. We just did a study, uh, this is the Food Bank Council, just did a study on what happens to seniors and the benefits they qualify for and the benefits they actually get over time. Mm -hmm. And one of the shocking things we learned was that as people need more, in other words, their functionality is going down, their ability to, to transport themselves from place to place is going down, their, their, um, their actual access to resources go down, the more help they need. 
So you have this really unfortunate situation where the systems that are set up to help these seniors aren't accounting for what's actually happening in those seniors' lives, right? And so thus, you know, we have said many times um, there's got to be a way for the senior to to begin to navigate what's actually going to happen to them. If you get uh, SNAP, which is food stamps, right, but you can't actually get to the store, what do you do? And and now there's a lot of options for online grocery, but but still um, you can't use your SNAP benefits to pay for the delivery. You can only use them to pay for food. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is designing systems that actually work based on people's situation right. is the mm-hmm. key. So that's just one small piece of all of the things that you're dealing with, right? And you see seniors at these various places. I can tell you in my own personal life experience, seeing seniors go from having enough to having not nearly enough can happen in a matter of weeks. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Something happens, you fall down or or you get diagnosed with something and all of a sudden where you thought you were going to be fine, now you're not. So, so <clears throat> I do love your passion about it. And you told us one really good story uh, of how you could help somebody. Give us another example of how being able to step in and help navigate these issues for somebody, whether they have resources or not, mm-hmm. give us another example of how you've done that and, and what the results were. Yeah, I'll share, I'll share another story. This just happened this week, actually. So a good friend of mine, uh, her dad, ended up uh, with cancer, very serious state, and is literally been six months, right, um, before he passes is what the hospice company is saying. So, you know, she was a professional businesswoman. She had so many things going on in her life and her, her and her husband, and she's got children. And, and she called me and she's like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know anything about this space. I know nothing. I can tell you everything about what I do for a living. I can tell you everything about my parents, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to do right now. So I had to I had to really have a very transparent conversation and she just kept saying, "Thank you. Thank you." Because reality is difficult. We know reality because we do this every day, all day long. And I'll be honest, it's hard to hear it sometimes from doctors, and they may not be as transparent as someone like we would be, because I can tell you exactly what happens when you go on hospice. I can tell you exactly what happens, you know, what the process looks like. And if you want to stay home, we can put support around you to stay home. And that's what she chose to do with her dad. So we got a, a fantastic home care company going in there every day. We've got support system. We had a company go into her house and check her house out to see how many grab bars they needed just to make the home safe. So we got the hospice company. Like we just lined it all up for her and she's golden and she's so grateful and she has fun. She's blessed. She can pay private duty home care, which is very expensive, Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day for her sweet dad. Hmm. So... I'm sitting here listening to this show, Wendy, and I'm wondering, so I got people in my family that are on both sides of this coin. So how do I, how do I get in con- contact with Next Steps for Seniors? So we have a phone number that is answered 24-7, so I will share that with you. It is 248-651-2242. Five, 
And that will be answered 24-7. So even in the middle of the night, we've gotten calls at 4 o'clock in the morning. There is an answering service that will contact a placement specialist. But our goal is once that one number is called, we will do an intake sheet and we will be able to determine if you move to the the foundation side or to the business side. But either way, we take care of everyone. And that has been my goal, is to make sure everyone can live out their years with dignity and grace, especially our vulnerable seniors. Next steps for the number four seniors dot com mm-hmm. or next steps for seniors foundation dot org dot org and then the number is two four eight six five one five zero one zero yes that's it you can probably google next steps for seniors and get you i bet yes you i can. bet it can, pops up I just right at it. the top <laughs> 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 yes, and, and the podcast is called Conversations on Aging. So we, we added Conversations on Aging after the next steps for seniors for the podcast component. That's awesome. We're going to be back with Wendy Jones, the founder and CEO for Next Steps for Seniors, Jerry Brisson and myself, Dr. Phil Knight, in just a moment. Food first, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Thanks for listening, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight, back with you here. Our guest, Wendy Jones, the CEO and founder for Next Steps for Seniors and um, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Uh, So two sides of the coin here. We're talking about, Wendy, as people who have some some resources and, and folks who don't. And you're standing in the gap, you and your team, for both of them. Um, so, so we want to ask you a little bit about how, how this works, because you got the business side and you have the, the nonprofit side that's serving the community. So break that down for us a little bit. Great question. (laughs) (laughs) So the business side is designed as a real estate model. Because we know that families are going through a lot. They're very stressed. They're overwhelmed. Their loved one's usually in the hospital. Maybe someone has passed. The last thing they want to do is pay a bill. Hmm. So our services for the business are of no cost to the family whatsoever. Hmm. And then you say, well, how do you run a business and not make any money? (laughs) Well, here's how we do it. We do it like real estate. So when you have a broker that's showing you a house after you move in, that's when the broker gets paid. So it's the same concept with my placement specialists. So they'll work with you. They'll do all this work with you. And at the very end of the day, when you move into a community that you can afford, we'll get paid from the community. And that's how my team gets paid. So we're blessed um, because it's working because I don't want to have to charge the families. I think it's an overwhelming time and it's just not fair to them. And I believe that Whatever option you decide, you have those decisions, right? We just present the options to you, Mm -hmm. and then you make the final decision for the business. So that's how the business works financially. And and you probably ask, well, you probably do a lot of work for free because we do. Because out of every 10 people that we are helping, probably only five decide to move somewhere. The other five, something may have happened. They may have passed early. They may have um, decided not to do anything, whatever it may be. But you know what? Like I said in the beginning, we care about everyone. 
So we help everyone regardless of whether they move or not, but we only get paid if they move. (laughs) Okay, so back to the foundation. So we get absolutely no funding at all. Nobody is paid anything. No communities are paying us, no home care company. Nobody's paying us anything for anything we do at the foundation. It's very, because it is a 501c3, they are run like two completely separate organizations. Everything we do for the foundation is done completely out of the goodness of our heart. And we are paid through fundraisers, through major gifts, through donors, monthly giving, uh, anything that any way, shape or form that anyone else can can come alongside us is how we get paid through the foundation. And we are blessed. We are blessed. We've got quite a few donors. Right. I've we need more. Yeah, well, a yeah. lot more. I, and I've attended, <laughs> I've attended an event, and it was it was first class, and it was uh, it was very inspirational. So, Wendy, how many? Just off the top of your head, how many of the people that you're working with on the foundation side would you say that food insecurity is is a is a challenge within that that population? I would say eighty percent of those people that we get calls from have that as one of their number ones. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a crisis for them. Absolutely. We have actually door dashed food to people when they call in and they're like, I need a place to live. And then we're like, OK, as we do the intake sheet, we realize they don't have any food for that night. Right. So, yes, it's a it's I would say 80 percent. Jerry, does that percentage shock you? <laughs> well, no, it doesn't shock me. And in fact, I would say that one of the one of the most important conversations we're having right now statewide is about how do we reach more seniors. And what I really like about what you talked about in your business model is your 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 own public private partnership. <laughs> right? yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, well, we need both, so let's just do both. I think that's pretty cool. I I love the entrepreneurism. You know, I love the innovation, right? This is an absolute need. You see it in front of you. So let's figure out how to meet this need and, and then figure out how much of it we can get paid. And then what's left, we got to figure out too, right? So I really like that idea of bringing all those things together and thinking about the whole spectrum. We're trying to do the same thing with the seniors that need us, right? The same thing. How do we reach all of the seniors at when they need us the most? So one area I see in common is... People don't need to move into assisted living until they need to, right? And they need to usually because something happens. There's an incident of some kind, whether it's a a diagnosis. You talked about a cancer diagnosis. It could be a fall. It It could be the loss of a loved one in the home that's been taking care of them, and now they don't have anyone, right? There's so many stories that lead to this reality where people didn't need help, and now they do. And so I think that... Our experience of the senior population that is food insecure fits that same profile, that people are doing fine. They're taking care of themselves. They've figured out a good portion of their life, but they didn't really consider that the cost of health care was going to be 20 or 50 or 100 times more than what they thought about when they retired, or that the cost of housing would be double what they expected when they retired, or that the cost of food, particularly in the last year with inflation, would be mm-hmm. two or three times what they were expecting right. when they retired. So it's not that people are just victimized by all this. No, no. It, it just happens to be the way the world works 
runs, right? right? I mean, stuff right. happens and then you need help. So I would say that, you know, first of all, tremendous applause for taking the bull by the horns in both instances. People that have the means, but they don't have the knowledge to, to really get where they need to be. And people who don't have the means or the knowledge and bringing that all together to try to make everybody well served. I, I just think there's a lot of great applause for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm very blessed. Like I said, I have an amazing team. I wanted to add one more thing to your comment, though. I don't think people realize that Medicare does not cover everything as far as housing and, right? Because everyone thinks insurance is going to cover everything when you get older. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's all private pay. So if you haven't planned your whole life, you're in for a rude awakening. And that's one of the bigger issues is they think it's all covered and it's not. And the other thing that I think we maybe touched on but haven't highlighted is that we're living longer Right, you know, and unhealthier, unfortunately. <laughs> so you know, our maybe our planning wasn't, you know, maybe was to our early eighties, and if we're living into our nineties, then you know, ten stri- years of expenses we weren't counting right. on. Yeah, pretty right. much. I mean, that's not all bad, mind you. <laughs> right, right. Well, right. in these chronic disease states, you know, like Alzheimer's, are happening younger and younger too. Oh, so right. now you're living longer, but you're living unhealthy. So therein yeah. lies the problem. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about reach for a second, Wendy. Um, you're you're based in Oakland County. Uh, Next Steps for Seniors is based in Oakland County, but in our conversations, you've told me you get calls all over all from over. all over the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right now we are covering Southeast Michigan, but we definitely get calls from Grand Rapids. We have a partner. Um, that we share back and forth and collaborate with. So we're pretty much equipped to cover the whole state of Michigan. So good news on this, I want you to know, we are actually partnering with people outside of the state of Michigan now. So we are doing some vetting on our own so that we can have a greater reach. So I appreciate you asking that question. That is a great question. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Hit the scoreboard. That's Uh, right. uh, Well, it it, is such a a, um, needed service again, on both sides of the coin. And uh, and I just wanted to make sure that we covered reach. So if you're living someplace not in Oakland County... Call us. Call. Absolutely call us. Yes. We, we are here for you. We have resources. We have contacts. And we want to be your go-to. Right. One-stop shop. And that number is 248-651-5010. And, great. I mean, I think it is important to keep in mind it's not going to cost you right this this is an organization that can help you they figured out how to how to make the wins in the right places for the whole system who need a pipeline of people um, to be in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. And it's really assisting that part of the healthcare system in addition to the family. So it is the healthcare system that is paying for the service, really, um, and the senior living system, right? Right. And so if you call that number, if you go to that website, you can get help. It will not cost you anything. Exactly. Wendy, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for making the effort to come down to the studio here in the historic Fisher Building. I love it. It's been absolutely fantastic. You guys are fabulous. You've had some great questions, and I am very <laughs> blessed to have this opportunity to serve our sweet seniors. So well, I think this uh, state is blessed to have you and Next Steps for Seniors serving our sweet seniors. So thanks, Wendy. Jerry and I will be back in just a moment to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan.
Jerry, Wendy Jones, and Next Steps for Seniors. What's your thoughts? You know, I was really impressed with how entrepreneurial and innovative they are and were. We're on the show, are in life. Um, you know, I, I really like the idea of figuring out how much the the business community, if you will, the people who, who are providing housing and other services to seniors, knowing that they need a pipeline and, and are going to tap that need to help pay for the work of helping people navigate this issue. Then on the other side, finding out in the process, there's a lot of people that have absolutely nothing to contribute to this part of their life. They just, they're just they just not ready for it. And right. lots of reasons for that happening, but to see them taking on both sides of that, figuring out both sides, because both sides need the same information. Where can we go? What can we do? I was really impressed with how they put that all together. I liked it, too. I liked it, too. Well, time for a little food for thought. As we said in the monologue, knowing isn't enough, but doing is. So this season, please check on your elderly neighbors, especially to see if they have enough food. Invite them over for meals. Take them to the grocery store. Sit and have some coffee with them. There is no greater act of kindness or one that's more important. My neighbor and friend, Kurt Herbstreet, not the guy on ESPN, is such a person. He checks on our neighbors, picking up their groceries for them, shoveling their walks after a snowstorm. Kurt, according to the Greeks, is a good citizen, an honorable man who thinks less about himself or his own because he reaches out. Let's be like Kurt. It is that important, and I promise you that our network of food banks, along with our team at the Food Bank Council of Michigan, We'll work to increase the accessibility of food to our seniors across the state by putting and keeping food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state.